Hello and welcome to episode two of Brooks Yulon Bops. I am Brooke Yulonhoff, and today I have with me our podcast editor, aka podcast god, Robbie Pierce. Say hello. Hi, I'm Robbie Pierce. I'm the podcast god, <laughs> but that's one word, all lowercase, and both of the O's are zeros. Yes, very specific. I mean, can I make the Brooke, the O's and Brooke zeros too? Yeah, for just for this. Just for this. Okay, got it. Um, and today we have a very Robbie and I bond over our love, just not for Green Day, but just American Idiot, the album. Yeah, American Idiot, the album specifically. Like, they have other albums that are good, but American Idiot is, like, the one. It's, honestly, I say, like, I'm a Green Day fan, but honestly, I think the only album I've ever fully listened to is American Idiot. Like, obviously, I know there are other songs, but, like, is that Um, Basket Case? No. Basket Case is a song. Yeah, the album's called Dookie, which oh, yeah. is really stupid. That's a really stupid name I, for an album. Okay, my brain, yeah. I knew we were on the same wavelength there. I knew. It reduces the album by 10 points. 21st Century Breakdown's okay. Sometimes I forget how long Green Day has been around. Like, I was just looking at my music. And their first, like this one, International Super Hits, 1994. Neither of us were born yet. No. Like, American Idiot came out in 2005. Yeah, I we was. We were seven. I was seven. That's crazy. I remember hearing it on the radio a lot. I mean, and that's why American Idiot is special to me because I was like, Green Day was just sort of like one of the childhood bands. It was just like always on in the car or on the radio or whatever. And then when I got into community college and started collecting CDs, I was like, hey, I remember Green Day. Let me pick up some of theirs. And then I actually like sat down and listened to American Idiot and actually like listened to it all the way. I was like, oh, wow, this album is really good. I I don't know how I started listening to Green Day. I think it was in high school. I... That's when I went through, like, my semi-emo phase, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, like, a full-on emo phase like most people have. I just, like, started listening to But I played water polo. And before every game, I would have to listen to American Idiot by Green Day. Like, the al- the entire album. Because we would go to, like, tournaments and stuff. So I'd be driving to, like, Rio Linda for a game. We'd be driving, and I would have to listen to the album in the car. Because it would get me, like, it would make me angry, you know? Because it just, like, mm-hmm. fuels your, like, anger and, like aggression and so it would give me in the right mindset to play water polo because it's a very aggressive game and i don't know why it was just like that's what i would have to do it started like my sophomore year when i like it wasn't even my freshman year it was just sophomore year so and i have no idea why did you ever have the issue of like you didn't get to listen to the full album like you had like a minute left on the last track and then your game was off probably yeah. <laughs> i mean i wasn't the best water polo player but you played i played and Pol- i <laughs> wa- water was poloed water poloed yes we were on horses in the water. Polo was in the water? Yes. In the pool? Inside the egg. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have the same favorite song, right? Uh, my favorite song off American Idiot is Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah, okay, same. Well, actually, I always like switch off between like Jesus of Suburbia and What's Her Name. Like I was re-listening to the album last night for the first time in a while. Right. And I was like, I got stuck on What's Her Name just on repeat because it's such a good like song. Because it's so different from the rest of the album. Because it's very chill, and it's like, no, I wonder how what's her name has been. Yeah. And it's just very low-key, but all the other songs are like, I'm well, the son of Rachel Love. Well, I mean, well, it, that, that's the thing, is that it actually switches back and forth between, like, its tempos a lot. Like... Because, like, Give Me Novocaine or Give Me Novocaine is another one of my favorites. Give Me Novocaine is so good. And I remember one time I was listening to a song, my mom, like, just happened to be around, and she was like... Is it saying give me Novocaine? Yeah. Like, is that song about Novocaine? Like, I'm like the drugs. Yes. Exactly what you think it is. And I like uh, She's a Rebel because 
it's just it has another it ha- it's a complete different vibe from even what's her name and you know wake me up when september ends and even just like jesus of suburbia like it's just a very they're all such different vibes and it's such oh it's so good it's such it's such a just a multifaceted album and i i guess there's a reason why they made a play out of it have you ever seen the show i have not i i've listened to it like the live album i don't i i've I've listened to live album i haven't seen the show i did like read a plot synopsis and it's honestly really weird the way they use some of the songs like give me novocaine takes place like one of the friends becomes like a uh, enters the army and so give me novocaine literally takes place on like a battlefield as they're giving him novocaine it's kind of weird some of the interpretations they went with for the songs in the live play i much prefer the album as a piece of work as a narrative that's i feel like american idiot the song is already a play which is probably yeah. why they and i was reading the lyrics last night to american idiot and i was like this still applies from what like yeah. happened in 2005 was happening in 2005 still applies in 2020 and i don't know if that's sad or just like i think it's sad and i mean when you look at track number two which is my personal favorite which is jesus of suburbia i just it's nine minutes long nine minutes long no one ever every time i like put that on at a party or something people are always surprised they didn't they have no idea green day has a nine minute long epic rock song well i think also people don't realize it's one song because it does break it's like six songs in one if if you look at the actual physical album (laughs) It'll have like Jesus Suburbia and then it has Roman numerals for like each part. Yeah. And it, that's that's why it's one of my favorite CDs to actually own because when you try to listen to American Idiot on like a streaming service, it's honestly a butchered experience because like all the songs have those little slashes where you have to listen to both at once. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to just listen to, oh God, which one is it? I'm Homecoming. Pulling it up. If you, or like if you, if you just want to listen to St. Jimmy, you have to start Arby the Waiting and then go to like exactly two minutes and 10 seconds so that you can get the guitar start. Um... Whereas if you actually have the CD, you can actually go track by track by track. And it also, yeah, when you look at the CD, some of the songs will have like Roman numeral one, two, three, like splitting the song into subsections. That also continues forth the fact that it is a narrative concept album and it's trying to tell a story about characters. True. I I texted you the other day. I was like, I can't believe Homecoming slash The Death of St. Jimmy slash East 12th Street slash Nobody Likes You slash The Rock and Roll Girlfriend slash We Are coming or we're coming home again just exists because it's and, like one and, of their songs and like that's the thing is that like <laughs> it has like eight sent, names you sent that to me and i was like what the fuck no, those are tracks and <laughs> but then i remembered is. the subtracks on the physical album like the track name is just homecoming yeah but then it's all like these subtracks and it's they just seamlessly go together even though each sub track of the song has a different feel to it yeah but they somehow like still go together like they're so smart even though they're they do say a couple problematic things I mean, a lot of problematic things. Maybe, but, but 2005. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just very much. I'm still thinking like how American Idiot still applies. I'm like reading the lyrics right now, and it's now everybody do the propaganda and sing along to the age of paranoia. Yeah. That's like literally what's happening right now. Hey, uh, coronavirus. Yeah, that's <laughs> just like what? <laughs> it's so weird. And another thing, how you were just talking about. How they flow all together on the track list. And I'm a big, I'm one of those people that shuffles songs on mm-hmm. an album. I think if you can shuffle a song, like shuffle an album and they still fit together, it go. it's a good album. With this album, they all, all the songs flow into each other. Like literally Holiday, the ending of Holiday goes straight into Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Right. And it sounds so good. And it's just like crazy to me. Because it's like, you can't not listen to that. You can't listen to the album on Shuffle because it sounds so weird. So I 
about Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Great I, song. Yeah, great song, but I have a story involving that song. It's the story of the time I encountered a biker gang. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so back back home, I'm from I'm from Antioch, little town in the East San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I used to freelance for a paperback there, um, and one day I was going into the office to collect my paycheck, and as I'm walking back to my car. I hear Boulevard of Broken Dreams start up from behind me, like literally from the intro guitar riff, I just hear it playing. And so obviously I whip my head around and I'm like, what the heck's happening? I see like five or six dudes on the like lay down recumbent bicycles that you have to like lay down to pedal, the one that Squidward has in <laughs> Squidward has, skull, yeah. in, in skull print helmet, bike helmets, skull face paint, skeleton gloves on their recumbent bicycles playing Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Just going down the street. That's a full ass mood. And I, I, I you should have joined them. I would no. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to get into my car, trying really hard not to laugh, because they outnumber me five to one. That's a great story. You should have joined them though. I think it would have been so funny if in you, retrospect, as little Robertino just joins them. <laughs> that would have been classic to see it, my i there was definitely a fork that that point in my life was definitely a fork i don't have a fun green day story i don't think i think at emo night they played we wake me up when september ends which i think they play that at every like middle school dance too just because it's one of those songs well okay so did you know well you know what that song's actually about right yeah yeah like, isn't it his dad died? Yeah, so I guess just for anybody listening who doesn't, it was his dad died when he was a child, and he remembers saying, like, just wake me up when September ends, because, like, he, was he so depressed. figured his dad would be back, or yeah. that's just when the funeral would be over. And so, like, that's why every time it's October 1st, people will be like, oh, remember to wake up Green Day, or they'll, like, at them on Twitter and be like, hey, September's over. And they poor, actually hate that. Poor Billy. <laughs> poor Billy. I also, we need to talk about how Green Day is back now. Did you see them perform at, I think it was the Grammys? Did you see them perform at the Video Game Awards? No. <laughs> Why would <laughs> I watch that? Because that? <laughs> that happened. You, you missed nothing. <laughs> I remember, because I won't, I don't know, I don't think it was the Grammys, I think it was the American Music Awards. It was one of the awards. They, they definitely are back. I was walking around Target the other day, and I saw a new album by them. Ooh. Yeah, and it's it's actually, so I, I haven't listened to it yet. Me either. Um, but literally, the album cover, so you know how the, Ameri- the American Idiot album cover is like the, hand, the skeleton hand mm-hmm. clutching the heart grenade? It's literally like... The album, for the new album, I can't remember what it's called, I'm sorry. I'll look it up. But the cover for it is literally like the lower half of the skeleton the, arm, the arm with yeah. some red paint on the top I of see it. it. It's called Father of All, where'd it go? Father of All something. It's not showing me the full name. I think. Oh, the, it's literally just Father of All. Yeah, you can see how it, it kind of is reminiscent of like the American Idiot. Yeah, it is the full It's the lower half, half of the arm, yeah. Which makes me want to listen to it. But it's also marked as alternative, not punk, which is interesting. I remember Green Day being marketed as alternative when I was a kid, though. Probably because there was a weird thing against punk music. Yeah. And alternative is very in right now. Well, that's, that's the other funny thing about Green Day is that, like, American Idiot is very, like, punk. Their other stuff... Is not. Is not very punk. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Which is why, as much as this is a Green Day cast, it is focusing specifically on American Idiot. Just the other thing is that, like... And I meant to bring this up earlier, but just I... The reason why I love Jesus of Sabrina so much is just because it feels... Like, that song is my life. That song you are feel, the Jesus of Suburbia. No, I'm not the Jesus of Suburbia, but like that song just feels biographical to me because like yeah, I grew up in like a really like sleepy like suburb town, 
going to middle school with kids that were totally on Ritalin or smoking weed or whatever else. Trust and me, Catholic school life. I read the graffiti <laughs> in the bathroom stall like the holy scriptures of the shopping mall. I just, I love that song, and it feels like home. <laughs> all for, also, for better or for worse. Or like the line that's like, I read a men, are we demented or am I disturbed? Yeah. <laughs> the space that's in between an insane and insecure. It's like, wow. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> Maybe I'm both. I always just, my brain is always just like, I'm the son of rage and love. Do, do, do. The Jesus of suburbia. None of the above. I think I, I literally wrote that in here. Oh, it's on our board it's, it's in here. It's on the whiteboard. Nobody knew what it was. Good. <laughs> Actually, no, not good. But they Bad. need to have better taste is what needs to happen because everyone should know that song. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's such a good album. And it's, I feel like Green Day is one of those bands where people talk about and people, at least for me, People are like, you like Green Day? Even my mom was yeah. like, you listen to Green Day? And I was like, well, yeah. No, a lot of people I've met have been like, oh, bro, Green Day sucks, bro. They haven't listened to the right album. <laughs> or they just, it's like, I feel like that's a lot with a lot of uh, artists, though, is that they're, the singles, they just listen to the singles, and they're like, oh, that artist sucks. But they don't get into the, I talked about this last time, they don't get into the nitty gritty of the songs that mm -hmm. are really good, and so they don't know. But Jesus of Suburbia was a single. It was a nine-minute song, and yeah. it was a single, so. It's got to be up there in, like, the top three nine-minute songs. With, with, with Stairway to Heaven. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah, those are the three, and in some order. Hotel California. Yeah. Hotel California is only six minutes, but Number five can it. be every Pink Floyd song at once. Uh, debatable, but <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's a debatable topic. Random, speaking of Stairway to Heaven, do you see the article I sent you about how Stairway to Heaven, like, won the lawsuit they've been facing for like years i did see that but i had no idea what that was about they it was about they were being accused of stealing the the riff riff of stairway to heaven from this artist but that was before i think copyright mm -hmm. it was or the other song wasn't under the right copyright so they like lost it oh but did so they, they act, but did they steal the riff i don't know like real talk, i didn't no. listen to it <laughs> to be honest i didn't listen i just journalism i, I just believe led zeppelin I'm a Led Zeppelin truther. Robert Plant, thank you. <laughs> Red Zeppelin truther. <laughs> Why don't they just make the whole Zeppelin out of the lead? <laughs> <laughs> I think every graduation, at least a majority of graduations, has played good riddance time of your life. Yeah, which it, I, I actually remember reading an interview. I don't remember, like, the verbatim quote, but he basically said, like, yeah, no, it's supposed to be, like, a sad song about, like, saying goodbye to someone. I don't get why people, like, play it at their weddings and stuff. Yeah. I guess it's cool that they do, but okay. I don't get why. It's like... It, I it, hope you have the time of your life. Yeah. But it's, it does sound like you're saying goodbye to someone who died. Yeah. That's how I always hear it. Yeah, but again, every graduation or wedding or dance... It's, like, there. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> and it's You can't so get away weird, from it. But... I don't know. The grade below me in middle school used that as their graduation song, and I thought it was very weird. My, Ours was Ryan Cabrera. My high school graduation song was unwritten. Oh, my God. My high school one, we sang The Climb, and then we did uh, Break Free by Kelly Clarkson. Wait, hold on. So, okay. Sorry, I need to amend my story. So, it, we, I don't think we had an official graduation song because they just played our alma mater or whatever. But me and my friend had been singing unwritten at each other for like a month before our graduation. Because, like, it came on at a party or something, and we just had it stuck in our heads. And then we're Valid. sitting there, 
in the bleachers getting ready for graduation and the principal literally starts saying the lines from unwritten and so me and my friend are just screaming at each other because like, they're playing our song the rest is still unwritten Ticketmaster just asked me if I have a question for Camila Cabello why would I ever have a question for um, her? what did you do in Havana again I forgot oh nah nah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah is there anything else that we want to talk about other than Everyone should just go listen to American Idiot by Green Day. American Idiot is a great album to listen to if you enjoy, I don't know if concept album is the right word for it, but literally like narrative albums. Yeah. Albums that are telling a story through the track list. Because I don't think it is technically a concept album because it's not, I feel it's like a, a story. Yeah, I feel like a concept album is where like every song is relating to one central theme and then you have narrative albums that are telling a story like American Idiot or like Deltron. Like Reputation by Taylor Swift is a concept album. Yeah. Not to talk about taylor but it is once per episode one one taylor swift (laughs) per episode as a tweet um it's yeah that's a concept album but this is just telling a story and it's a commentary commentary album is what i would call it there but i would argue if you like albums that do fun things go listen even if you don't like green day just go listen please like me i don't really fully stand but i just listen thank you for listening to episode two of Brooke Ulan Bops with Brooke Ulan Hop and Robbie Pierce. Uh, see you next week. Arrivederci. Brooke's commentary changed my life. I know what you're thinking. After one episode, how can Brooke's Ulan Bops have had that kind of profound impact on a person? I'll tell you. Her fearlessness to talk about pop music in a relatable way is incredible. Her voice is made for podcasting, and I appreciate the true insight she brings to the table. I look forward to even deeper dives into Brooke's music catalog, as the artist she is a fan of received lots of mixed press. I am a fan of Taylor Swift and appreciated the lyrical analysis brought forth by Brooke in this episode, and encourage all listeners to give this absolute masterpiece of a first episode a listen. (laughs) <laughs> is that from kendra no it's a different kendra a different kendra different kendra, kendra too but my friend she like texted me she's like oh my god i just left the most embarrassing um review i hope they publish it and i'm just like <laughs> also i was recording me reading it out loud this will go at the end of the podcast okay. like the very very end <laughs>